Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining Madlet Musings. Today, we have a very suspicious author who writes all kinds of suspense, and her name is Elizabeth Goddard. I'm, I'm pronouncing that correctly, aren't I? You are. <laughs> I usually try to ask that before I press record. Podcast. Um, but thank you for joining us, Elizabeth, and tell us, and you wanted me to call you Beth, so from here on out, I'm calling you Beth. Tell right. me a little bit about yourself and what you write. I'm Elizabeth Goddard, going by Beth, as you've already said. Um, I write romantic suspense, and I write for um, Ravel, Baker House Publishing, and also Love Inspired Suspense. But um, I have been writing romantic suspense for um, probably 15 years now or so, or a little bit over. I started trying to write in 2001 and attended conferences and ACFW and all of that. But um, you know, you just kind of get into the track and I've been just really loving romantic suspense and I've written over 50 books or some, you know, I'm, they come out every year. So I guess I need to recount, but um, I'm starting to lose count of the books and the stories. <laughs> yes, right. And then you, you, know, you find, this is what I'm finding and I'm only getting into book 10. So I can't imagine your, your number, but you start reusing names that you didn't realize you already used. Yeah, I know some people keep charts. I haven't done that, but I, I'm getting bad about that. <laughs> I realized that every single book that I started to write, I've named a sub character Paul. I don't know why. It's just my go to name, apparently. So I keep having to change the sub character's name from Paul. Yeah, and I, I know there was a name that I really like. I like the name Jack, and I have used that twice. And I just said, you know, I'm going to use it again because I like it. You know, <laughs> in real life, there are people, many people name the same name. So why can't we do more than one? Jack. <laughs> well, we can use that, definitely. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the book that is coming out here in July is Critical Alliance, which is actually book three mm -hmm. in Rocky Mountain Courage. Tell us a little yeah. bit about this trilogy and the characters. Yeah. Yeah, well, here I got uh, copies here of the, I don't have the copy of the third one, the Present Danger is book one, and then Deadly Target that's just released in November, and Critical Alliance is book three. Um, Rocky Mountain Courage, the series is about three friends whose loved ones ended up dying in a SAR accident on a mountain top, and they kind of bonded when they were young, and so they just, throughout their adulthood, they decided you know, we want to do things to make the world a better place. And so they bonded. And so it's their stories. Um, I had gotten the idea from uh, a memorial that I found on Mount Rainier, I believe it was Mount Rainier, for um, different people like park rangers and, and those kind of individual star people who have died to, it's a memorial set up who died for, uh, you know, people saving people that they didn't know or people that they know, whatever. But um, I set this in a fictional county and town in Montana, Southwest Montana, and on a mountain. So it's just Rocky Mountain Memorial, um, Ro Rocky Mountain Courage Memorial. So it's individuals who have courage. Um, Critical Alliance is, again, the third book, and it is about Mackenzie Hansen, who is a cybersecurity specialist 
with a criminal past and you can imagine what she did in her past. And now she's a um, college professor teaching cybersecurity in Michigan. And one of her people from the past contacts her with a cryptic message, you know, so yeah, I love it. more fun than a cryptic message. And we've got to <laughs> try I to love cryptic messages. <laughs> They're like the foundation of good fiction. <laughs> So it was, it was fun to come up with what does this need to look like for a cybersecurity specialist? So, you know, mm -hmm. I brainstorm with friends. And so we came up with something fun. I, I hope it's fun. Um, and then my hero is Alex Knight, who is you will meet or readers have met in Present Danger and Deadly Target. He's one of the three in the Rocky Mountain Courage Memorial. He's one of the three. And he went to work for the Diplomatic Security Services. He's a special agent. And I, I love this. Um, this agency because it hasn't been written about a lot and so I've done it a few I've done that character um, that agency a few books back and I I just find it really fascinating because it's kind of like they're not well known but they're they do a lot they they're all over the world and they're international and they take care of them um, you know our people at embassies and they do investigations and they just do a lot so I thought it would be fun to have him work there and explore that. That's great. I didn't even realize I was going to ask you about that. Like if it was a real oh, yeah, yeah. Like diplomatic security services, I suppose they probably go by DSS. They do, but it's vaguely familiar. Or DS DS special agent, you know, when you're talking to them that they just go by yeah. DS special agents, but it's the State Department. And they all they also uh, investigate espionage and anything related to the State Department and government. So, you know, it's a new thing that we need to see more of. Yeah. I love that you're featuring it. That's really, really cool. I love that it's in Montana. I love Montana. In fact, I'll be in Montana right at the beginning of July. So I think this is going to be oh. my Take to Montana book. Oh, fantastic. Because what better book to read when yeah. you're in Montana, right? Right. Yeah. And my husband is from Montana and all of his family. And I love it too. And I love mountains. And the previous series, Uncommon Justice, was set in yellow. Uh, Northwest Wyoming, the Jackson Hole area, which is one of my favorite places in the world. And so, you know, I kind of visited Grand Teton and Yellowstone and I just didn't want to leave the area when it was time to promote the next series or propose the next series. So I just said, well, we'll just do Southwest Montana, the Westgate to Yellowstone, you know? So, <laughs> so in this series, my characters do travel back and kind of connect briefly with the previous char the characters in the previous series you know readers really oh, love it so I try to cross over there from series yeah I love to do that right in each series that's great that's great so I'm assuming your female leads are pretty strong women considering their careers that they're in Yes, yes. And in, in her case, she's cybersecurity. So she's her strength really is in her um, intellect. <laughs> you know, <laughs> way smarter than I am, way smarter. <laughs> so here's my question from one writer to another. I'm always afraid to write super smart characters because I'm not. So I'm going to either assume that you are a real intellect or you have some killer research skills. <laughs> well, I actually have a degree in computer science. But it's, I knew it. She's smart, everyone. <laughs> but 
you know, I do come across as a bubbly blonde. I do have to tell you the story. My first job, I was in a computer software company and I ended up in the sales and marketing side when I had targeted programming, but it's okay because sales and marketing, that's where they make the money. Right. But the programmers, after I'd been there a couple of years, you know, they showed, you know, you were just so bubbly blonde. We just couldn't imagine that you would be smart. So oh <laughs> I mean, that's terrible. That sounds terrible. But well, it's so stereotypical though. It, you know, it goes back to the concept. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. No, right. that's exactly true. But in all fairness, I mean, my degree is really old. And so really I can understand um, technical jargon, but um, I did a ton of research, a ton. And I had a um, an ex, uh, cybersecurity expert that answered all my questions. You know, I was constantly sending her questions. How do we do this? How do we do this? And so, and I have an author note at the back of the book explaining about, here's the scary thing that everything I thought of that a cyber or a, a hacker could do, you know, it's just about anything. You know, I thought for sure I'd send her this. Can you do this? Can you do this? Right. I'm trying to come up with all these ideas of, you know, how to really freak my reader out. And she's like, yeah, they can do it. This is how they would do it. And it's just like, I thought you were going to say no. It's so unnerving. And I'm so basic, you know, I'm like, I tell my kids at night, this is horrible. I'm instilling fear into my children. I'm like, close your computers so nobody can access your webcams while you're asleep. My daughter's looking at me like, who's going to do that? I'm like, you don't, you know, you don't know. Somebody out there is going to right hack there. your computer. <laughs> no, I, like, no, you're right. They can do that. But why they would want to do that at our house. I'm not sure. We don't have any. I know. Right. That's what the same thing I get with the Alexa device. You know, mm -hmm. when we leave the house, one of my sons will unplug it because he doesn't like the idea of Alexa constantly watching us. But you know, it is kind of creepy that you'll be thinking something and then it kind yes. of shows up in ads. I don't know if you noticed that. Yes. You're like, I'm like, do they have like little implants in our brains now? Like I, my, my, my conspiracy theorist side, which is really strong and really fun, although I don't take it seriously, has been like, I've had a couple surgeries and I'm like, what did they implant in my brain when I was under? So that this just automatically shows up on my Google feed. Cause I didn't search it, but I thought it. Like, <laughs> I know. It's just really I didn't put in, I was searching for an umbrella, but now suddenly they're suggesting umbrellas right. and they're odd things like that. Like they're not like typical yeah. yeah, it is really strange. I've noticed that too. I and mean, there was a graphic um, that I saw on Facebook. Somebody said, you know, my bet, my, the way that I love to search for blah, blah, is I just shout it out. And the next thing you know, I'll be getting all these ads and like, but you know, we're saying you don't even have to shout it. You just have, no, to, think you just have to think it. It's, it's ESP. But you know, my daughter and I were sitting at the table the other day and I will say this about Alexa. And we were having kind of a vocal conversation because we were disagreeing on something we never, and I know we never once said Alexa, but in the middle of our disagreement, Alexa chimes in and literally said, I really have nothing to add to this. And I was like, what? Maybe, okay, unplug this thing. <laughs> My daughter and I were like, we just stopped. And she's like, I love you, mom. And I'm like, I love you too. <laughs> we're going to die now. Best. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we don't want people listening into our lives, you know? Right, right. So basically any readers listening, if you're afraid of cybersecurity, don't read this book, but do read this book because it's going to give you all kinds of fun, more ideas to be afraid of. <laughs> but, you know, well, the fun thing about it too is I like to, I love um, adventure and I love mountains and nature and beauty. And I just love, I kind of write adventure romance too, mixed in with this. Yeah. Thing. 
Yeah. And so I like to take these kind of remote areas and bring the rest of the world into it, you know, so I'm bringing a big thing into Montana where there's nothing yeah. there, <laughs> that right. kind of thing. So <laughs> but it's fun too, because those states are so gorgeous. They just really are. And my husband and I used to camp out in the wilderness in, um, of course, I don't know if anybody knows this, but if you're local, they call it the Bob wilderness up by, um, the, uh, the, in the Rockies by glacier. And, um, we used to camp way, 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 way back, way out from civilization. And I remember, I don't know how many nights I would drive my husband crazy. Cause I'd roll over in the tent and be like, you realize we could get murdered out here and they wouldn't find us for months. Like we would just be missing people that were never found. <laughs> my husband is sitting in there and he's flapping his head off. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to be listening. <laughs> That's why I would never go do that. We go camping, but it's in a campground and it has to have facilities. Okay. Well, I need to yeah. take my shower. And no, no, no. <laughs> I'm becoming more like that. This was more in our younger years, pre-children. Um, the last time we did go camping though, I will say this. I whispered that thing because it became a habit. Like you realize we're going to die. And then my husband gets, goes, didn't you see the news before we came out here? And I was like, what? And he told me, and I thought he was kidding, but he wasn't. There was actually a mountain man that had been seen in the area and they were looking for him because he had actually murdered two people in their tent while they were camping. And I slugged my husband in the middle of the night. I'm like, why would you tell me this when we're right here in a tent in the middle of the same wilderness? <laughs> why would you bring me here after reading this? Oh my goodness. Right. He was like, well, you know, there's thousands of square miles. I'm sure we're not on his one mile. I'm like, yeah, uh, uh-huh. That's terrifying. No. <laughs> well, I think it's part of sus- being a suspense writer or right. mystery writer, whatever. You're constantly thinking of the bad thing that can happen. And I don't think that's necessarily healthy, but <laughs> probably not. Probably not. But it does make life exciting. Yeah. And that's I am constantly doing that. So you're just giving me story ideas like crazy here. We need to talk more often. <laughs> well, definitely, right? Right. Now, yeah, all all of the readers listening are going, Oh, we thought you were going to talk about our books and you're just talking about your conspiracy theories. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so, ready that. Go ahead. So you tell me you told me that your husband is off screen right now and he's listening in. Is he often off screen and then you can just look up and, and form your hunky heroes after him? Or how do we come up with these great hero types? yeah he's my hero yes he's um he's (laughs) all the way I can look straight through the living room he's sitting working he's working his little office he's got his little office door open so we kind of the house we both work from home (laughs) that's great love it Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. So, okay, so we have Alex and Mackenzie, they have to work together. Now, do they have any tension between them or are they just automatically working together great? Or do we have romantic tension? 
we have romantic tension. It's romantic suspense. Now, usually what I do with romantic suspense stories is I love to start with a reunion romance because, you know, a lot of times it moves really fast and people want to buy into that. I want to say that romantic suspense is, is just the genre and we women, we, I don't care how fast it is, you know, it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. I'm okay with that. But, but I will start with, um, like in both the other books, um, in this series, they knew each other before they broke up. So they still love each other. So it's kind of already starting there. Uh-huh. I wanted to, do, I love to do things different. I love to surprise my readers. So in Critical Alliance, they don't have a reunion romance. However, they did meet before okay. and I don't really give too much away. They met and, you know, sometimes that's all it takes is to meet mm-hmm. and they're thinking about each other already. So when they right. see each other again, they're like, wow, you know, so, um, yeah, I hope that there are there's tension for readers in the book because I really love both the characters and I think they work, they have a chemistry, right? That's the main thing that's important, right? I'm not sure how much more chemistry you need though when you're like drawn together because of suspicious deaths and espionage. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it kind of forces you together, you know, and right. that's the whole key with romantic suspense. They're forced together into a dangerous situation and and I I will say I don't really I don't write necessarily mysteries you know by the pure definition of a mystery where we have all the red herrings and we have all the clues and so the readers can try to figure that out I just write suspense and and sometimes there's you know there's some clues or things thrown in that kind of thing but it's not a mystery in that way it's just um sometimes you can even know who the bad guy is in my books you know like like a like a James Bond movie. We know who the bad guy is. It's all about beating the bad guy. So um, that's the kind of stuff I write. And that's, I have fun with that. I love that. It sounds like something that I will love to read. And I'm sure your readers will love to read. Can you read Critical Alliance without reading the first two? Or is it best to start with the first? You can read without. I, um, I do, for people who love the connection, there's that connection. And there's a little bit of the past, but it's completely standalone for people who just want to pick it up and haven't read the first two books. And okay. I think that sometimes it can be frustrating when you pick up, oh gosh, I, I was supposed to read the first two or whatever to understand. Right. And so I don't want to ever present that issue. And so it's a standalone, but there's enough in there connecting that it's also more enjoyable, you know, for those who like to read all three yeah. or all the books. Or all the books. Yeah, read them all because the, read all the books. <laughs> crossovers are great. I love that. So um, Beth, if your readers want to find out more about you, where can they do that? Well, they can start with elizabethgoddard.com. Okay. And please subscribe to my newsletter because that way you can, you, I send it out monthly and I give you updates on your books. Um, and also bakerpublishinggroup.com has all the information about my Ravel books. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Facebook and I have a Facebook readers group and I'm on Instagram and I'm on Pinterest and Twitter, but I spend most of my time on Facebook. And then again, I send that newsletter out. So newsletters are huge because mm-hmm. so often I like to throw out things in the newsletter that you don't find anywhere else right right and then on my website there's the big subscribe button you can't miss right on the the front page i'm looking at it right now on my other so looks like i need to subscribe (laughs) and they just put up my um web designer just put critical alliance up there on the on the first page today so it's there all the information look at that i love it well thank you so much beth for joining us this was super fun and i'm not sure how many lives we've changed outside of making them worried and looking over their shoulders. But I think, I think we've at least succeeded at making people more suspicious.
Oh, good. Our mission yeah. accomplished. Mission so accomplished. thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. You're great. This was great. We'll have to do it again sometime. I agree. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.